bandwidth for this episode of Priority One is brought to you by Geek Nation Tours. Visit www.geeknationtours.com to book your next shore leave. Command codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Episode 88 of Priority One, recorded on Thursday, July 5th, 2012, and hosted on our brand new PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Adrian. And I'm James. And I'm Elijah. So what do we have in store for this week's episode, Elijah? In this episode's Blank of the Week, we talk about why there may not be a Star Trek television series in the near future. We'll find out what happened this week in Trek, and what captains can expect on the Star Trek online calendar. In Stone News, we cover Dev Blogs number 9 and 10, Veteran Rewards and Tholians, a special task force, and Join a Fleet Guest Blogs. We also have important cryptic system updates. And we have the honor of having Stowe producer Steven Rakosa, a.k.a. Salami Inferno, joining us on this episode of Priority One. Lastly, before wrapping up, we will review incoming transmissions from you, our loyal listeners. But before we get on with the show, it's time for some housekeeping. What do we have, James? Oh, it's good to be back. Uh, (laughs) Let's see here. (laughs) I hope you iTunes listeners have updated your RSS feeds. Now that we've moved to our own site, you won't be able to get the latest episodes unless you subscribe over at feeds.feedburner.com slash trekitout, all is one word, slash priority one. Also, be sure to submit all your questions and comments through our new priorityonepodcast.com website. Get over and check our website out. We are no longer using our old Quantum Cafe email and our website for submissions, so be sure to send them to instead to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com or use our handy-dandy submission form on our website, which can be found at www.PriorityOnePodcast.com. Also, don't forget to get your tickets for the upcoming Star Trek convention in Vegas. It's coming up really soon. Priority One Podcast will be there representing, and it will be a blast. Promise you that. And finally, we have an important announcement. Due to a scheduling conflict, our secret special guest will be joining us on next week's show, so be sure to tune in. So secret, so special. (laughs) So let's set a course for this episode's Blank of the Week. On screen. On screen. On screen. What place is this? I don't know. It's the Blank of the Week. For those of you wondering why it's been seven years since the last Star Trek TV series, then head on over to Airlock Alpha and read Michael Hinman's June 26th article titled, Is There Television in Star Trek's Future? In it, Hinman explains what happened to Star Trek when Viacom split Paramount and CBS. He writes, When Viacom split up its film and television divisions into separate companies, that made it a bit difficult to figure out what to do with Star Trek, which has been both a television and film powerhouse for the company. 
what ended up happening was Paramount Pictures took the film franchise and CBS Television took over the small screen, meaning, technically, Star Trek is owned by two different companies. Now that Bad Robot, the production company behind J.J.'s uh, Star Trek Eleven, is in control, there would have to be some significant collaboration with Bad Robot. Uh, him and writes, even though CBS Television could possibly move forward with a series with or without Paramount's blessing, it doesn't want to interfere with something that is generating money for Paramount and likely would not move forward without that blessing. So our poor franchise needs to jump through hoops if we ever want to see Star Trek on the small screen again. Maybe when J.J.'s done, he'll turn his attention to TV. He's done, uh, he's done pretty well there, too, you know, so, so I hear. Be sure to check out the whole article on Airlock Alpha. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. Let's see what happened this week in Trek. And this week in Trek in 1776 in North America, the Continental Congress approves a declaration of independence from, from the Kingdom of Great Britain, forming the United States of <laughs> Okay. That was incredible. All right. In 1968, the first day of filming, and I couldn't help but pull this one right after we talked about it, Spock's brain. Yes! (laughs) For Adrienne's brain. Uh, first day filming that this week in 1968. In 1991, principal photography on Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, ended. They just finished up. They were My wrapping that one up for us. Country. <laughs> I love you, You mom. have no idea. Anyway, in 1992, a final draft script for The Next Generation's Time Arrow, Time's Arrow, Part 2 was submitted, which uh, I only bring up because, of course, it's very pertinent to Star Trek Online because we've all had to deal with the Davidians at this point. So, very pertinent to our gameplay. If you haven't seen the Times Arrow Part 1 and Part 2, you need to go watch them so you understand what the heck is going on in our game, people. But I'm sure you probably do because you're all Trek fans. In 1996, principal photography on Star Trek First Contact ends. The last scene was filmed on Picard's Borg Nightmare. That was actually, that's funny. That starts the movie, but it was actually the last thing filmed. Hmm. In 1997, NASA's Mars Pathfinder, which has contained the, uh, gosh, I hope I say this right, Sojourner Rover, landed on Mars in 1997 this week. So that's very trekish. I know it's not directly trekish, but it's very spacious and appropriate. So we'll roll with it. But that wraps up this week in Trek history, so let's move into some Stow news. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. In Stow news, season six, Death Log nine details about the players who've accumulated 900 days of subscribed game time. Uh, got a bit of info on that. For those of you new to the game, that applies to all gold level subscriptions, lifetime and paid monthly. And the article reads, since Star Trek Online launched in February 2010, we've thanked our loyal subscribers and lifetime members through the veteran Veterans Reward Program. We know you've had many options in choosing where to spend your time, so it means so much to us that you've chose to spend it here. 
Starting Monday, July 2nd, the first players will be reaching the 900-day mark, and they are going to receive some awesome rewards. There's a Guardian title, which is free exclusive Starship material. That's free. Free exclusive uniform variant and free full respec. Uh, After a quick scan of the forum post uh, for this announcement, it looks like the consensus is that it's a nice package. It's somewhat underwhelming on the KDF side. Uh, Head on over to the Stow main page for further details and decide for yourself. I I logged into the game a few days ago, and uh, I was three days away. Oh, yesterday. It was yesterday for July 4th. I was in-game doing some STFs, and I'm three days away. So even if I log in today... I'm still not going to get that 900-day uh, mark. So I'm looking forward to the weekend so that I can uh, deck out my sh- uh, my ship with uh, the new Starship material, get a new uh, uniform variant, get that Guardian title. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 90, 900 days is a long time. Long, long time. And um, in just 100 days, special ship variants. <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> Sweet. And for our next piece of news, we have guest blogs, special task forces. Uh, last week, a new Stowe guest blog covering the STF preparedness was posted by the STF Raiders fleet. These guys are awesome. We actually have a couple of guys from our fleet that are uh, in the uh, STF Raiders channel uh, so that we can play with those guys. And I have played with them several times. They are the masters of STF. Uh, they are the master blasters. They know all the strategy, strategies and team tactics and every way to win. And I've never played with them a lost in STF or even lost the optional for that matter. Um, it's fairly comprehensive look at uh, STF backstory, rewards, tips, and tricks, including uh, build advice for the most popular tier five ships. So you don't over check this stuff out. Um, if you're interested in getting on the uh, Raiders channel, you have to go through their website um, and you will have to test with them. They run you through every STF with a group, and if you don't make the cut, you don't make the cut. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna teach you, and you'll either make it or you won't. You know, sink or swim. But uh, if you can get in with them, I I recommend it. They are the best, at least as far as I know of. We are trying to get uh, a group within our fleet which is as good as them so that we can train our own people to be as good as them, and and that is my hopes as a fleet leader. But uh, definitely I recommend this to anybody who's running STFs. Get over there and check it out. It was very well received um, for pros and novices alike, so please check it out. Yeah. All i got to say is ooh la la. Definitely. Well, it's cool that they also they teach, and that's that's the that's what makes it attractive. Is that it's still they'll still kind of walk you through it. They'll still teach you. So even if you don't make it in, you walk away learning something, right? Absolutely, yeah. They're going to teach you. You know, you'll learn the tactics no matter what. And, and typically, from from what I've learned from uh, the people that we have uh, working in their channel with them, stuff like that. The only reason you're not going to make it is basically if you're just not prepared. Um, you know, if you go in without Leroy. You know, not- Exactly. If if you uh, if you run off and don't listen to them, if you can't seem to to follow the team tactics, if you don't come in with you know the right build or weapons or uh, regenerators or whatever, you know they're going to tell you. I mean, they're going to let you know right up front. Look, you know this is this is what we see going on. You're going to need to have these things. Don't even bother. You know, if if you don't have them, you're not going to be prepared. you know, those are the types of things where people aren't getting through. If you have those things and it's just a matter of teaching you something, then they're going to teach you. Um, they're, they're a great bunch of people, um, and, and they're extremely good at this stuff. I mean, extremely good at this. Um, I I know most of the tactics now because I've run with them. And, the, and like I said, the guy that's in our fleet that's done it with them a million times, which is Dang. He's one of our regular uh, listeners as well. Um, 
he basically learned from them. I've learned from him, and uh, and we've just been passing that knowledge down through our fleet now. So, but I I highly recommend it. These guys are are the best at what they do. Season six dev blog number ten, designing the Tholian visuals. Jeremy Watson, lead artist for Star Trek Online, posted season six dev blog ten relating his experiences with designing the Tholian species for Star Trek Online. In these little excerpts. In this little excerpt from the dev blog, Jeremy writes, The Tholian species has only been seen in a few different episodes of Star Trek, starting with the original series and later in Enterprise. From that work, we can tell that they have a crystalline carapace and some kind of glowing liquid center. Having six legs and two arms gives them a mantis-like appearance, which is a nice change from the predominantly bipedal species in Star Trek and Star Trek Online. There's a scene in A Mirror Darkly where the crew of the ISS Enterprise are torturing a Tholian. He takes a step backwards, and the way its, its hands and wrists move is strange and a little off-putting, but in a good way. That awkwardness inspired much of our artwork. Tholians will add some diversity to Star Trek Online and provide a fresh new group for you to deal with. The form response again here is overwhelmingly positive. Uh, it's, you know, so far this week and in anticipation of season six, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, of happy talk on the forums, which is a nice and pleasant change. The Tholian is amazing. The Tholians are amazing. You know, when you, when you say glowing liquid center, the only thing I can think of is that old gum from the eighties where like, you know, the liquid center squishes out when you chew into it. No, that wasn't eighties. That was nineties. It was gushers. It came back. No, they, but it started in the 80s. It was um, it was called something else. It was not Gushers. Gushers came later. It was based on that, though. Um, but it was amazing gum, and it tasted sweet. But yes, Gushers as well. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I was thinking tasty liquid centers. Expanding account guard. This is a uh, cryptic... Cryptic News. Cryptic and Perfect World has expanded the account guard system to all cryptic products. Pages and portals, including billing... This is the system where you authorize specific computer by MAC address, I would assume, to access your various account utilities. How has your experience been with the system? I actually haven't uh, tried it. Uh, I, you know, I, I actually use LastPass, so I'm not very concerned. Uh, at the, you know what? Now that I say that, somebody's going to go after my account. Damn it. But uh, it's, a, it's a good fail-safe, and like I mentioned last week, uh, it's cheap. I, I don't think it, you know, it, it's not as expensive as, get, as getting a key fob. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing an app be developed. Uh, you know, Google's got their Google account she, uh, where you have to type in the, the special code to log into your account if you're so concerned. Um, I know World of Warcraft has something similar, um, but this is a good first step. This is a good first step. And honestly, so far, Cryptic and PWE, from what I'm seeing, they're lagging behind a little bit in the mobile world, and I, 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 uh, I'm really looking forward to them making a push into smartphones, into apps, uh, where we see more and more interaction uh, when we're away from our computer, whether it be through DOF systems um, or not. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that in our interview with Salambi Inferno. That, yeah, and that's the way to go, too, getting yourself on the mobile systems, because a lot of games have been making lots of money doing the apps, and, uh, and it's great promotion, it's a it's a great way to to draw people into your game when they uh, they have a very accessible portable portal, so and convenient, super convenient. It'd be great. I would love to see more of that. And our next uh, piece of news is a guest blog, which was called "Join a Fleet." 
Amador Bobs applied a guest blog post on Thursday, the 5th of July, describing his personal journey without and now within a fleet. Fleets have been a gathering point for knowledge and resources, but with the coming fleet system in Season 6, a fleet will be a necessary gateway to a deep and rewarding gameplay system. So, uh, you know, it used to be a thing where kind of it was just a fleet was a good way to just kind of bind a small group of friends that liked playing together. And and there wasn't really too many uh, too many advantages to it, I want to say, other than having just a bank where you guys could kind of pull resources. Um, but now with this new fleet system, I mean, there's going to be tremendous uh, rewards and advantages to this. Um, besides being able to help each other out with parts and things like that from a bank, I mean, now we're going to have, you know, of course, star bases and uh, fleet ships and fleet gear and, and all these different fleet events, and, and these are all going to be uh, things that pull us together into groups to to play so that we can get these rewards and get these things unlocked. Um, anyway, Commodore Bob goes on to describe his perspective as a former solo-only player on the value of a fleet apart from the fleet system benefits of Season 6. So definitely get over and check that out. It's a guest blog. It's called Join a Fleet. Um, and of course, we have our own fleet. Uh, the Priority One fleet is uh, SSOG, Star Sh- Starfleet Special Operations Group. So, if you guys are interested, you can look for us. But there are many, many, many good fleets out there. Um, we've interviewed several of them on the show. Um, some are very big, some are very small. There is something for everyone out there. So, we recommend that you get out and really take a good look at fleets if you're not in one and join up because the fun's only going to get better as Season 6 drops. Our last piece of Stow news is the Triple Test Weekend announcement by Brandflakes. This coming weekend, so this past weekend, for those of you listening uh, on Monday, was the Triple Test Weekend. Not only can you test out the new content releasing with the launch of Season 6, Under Siege, but you can earn special rewards for doing so. So, hopefully, you had the opportunity of logging into Triple and testing Season 6 from Thursday, which was when it was patched, to Monday, July 9th, 10 a.m. at Pacific Daylight Time. Once you're done testing or while testing, make sure to leave your feedback on the Tribble General Discussion and Feedback Forum found at the Star Trek Online Forums. If you played, you will receive these handsome rewards. For at least one hour of gameplay, you earn an exclusive fleet Tribble. Play on Tribble and complete at least one mission in the Tholian Incursion ground map, and you earn an exclusive Ang the Vicious Duty Officer, a, uh, a Breen Duty Officer. Now, usually this is a sign that the launch is very, very close. And as Salami Inferno will confirm later, it just might be very, very close. Well, that wraps up Stow News. Without further ado, why don't we move into our interview with Star Trek Online producer Salami Inferno. Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files. This is Captain Benjamin Sisko. Authorization Sisko Alpha 1 Alpha. Logs accessed. We'd like to give a warm welcome to Stowe producer Stephen Ricosa, a.k.a. Salami Inferno. Welcome, sir. Hey, how's it going? It's great to be on again. Welcome back. It's been quite some time. Yeah, it has been since uh, season 4. It has. Wow, you even remember. Awesome, awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. So it's been a while since you've been on the show. Why don't you uh, tell our uh, our new listeners and remind uh, our faithful ones what it is that you do with Star Trek Online and at Cryptic? 
So I'm a producer for Star Trek Online, and I've been on Star Trek the entire time I've been at Cryptic. Um, until uh, Zero got moved over um, to help me out, I was in charge of the builds. Um, but I am currently in charge of the content team, the systems team, the character team, uh, the environment team. Um, I'm in charge of a lot of the microtransactions, you know, boo, <laughs> and uh, a lot of a lot of working with the releases. But it's mostly a lot of team management and uh, decision making. So, how much do you get? Uh, how high is the stack of papers on your desk? Oh, if I could turn my emails into papers, it would be far too high. <laughs> Thousands of pages high. Well, we've got a lot of questions uh, from the community. Unfortunately, uh, this is a bit of a last-minute thing, and our own executive producers had trouble on the forums. So we've got a lot of these coming in from Facebook and Twitter. So why don't we go ahead and jump on in? Sounds good. Our first question is from Charles H. Uh, will the game's story timeline be updated? Uh, it, comes up, it comes up pretty regularly. Every time we make a featured series, every time we make an episode, you know, when does this take place? Because, you know, uh, Kestrel has to update the text. Is it still 2409? Like, I guess it's still 2409. We go back and forth, but uh, for now we're going to keep it at 2409, but I'm sure at some point in the future we'll, we'll increment the time and, and perhaps keep it, keep it current with uh, our current time rate, but it's still, it's still fa- way far in the future. Now, do you guys have to, uh, if you don't mind a follow-up, do you, um, how often do you have to touch base with uh, CBS with, or Param- CBS, um, with any storyline that you write? We, we meet up with them fairly regularly, um, especially if we're going to do something that, that we may consider to be um, kind of touching soft cannon or anything that might be kind of weird with our stories. You know, oh, the, the Jem'Hadar are going to take over DS9 again. Is that cool? Um, and then if we're going to make a ship or anything that we feel is particularly, like, for example, the, uh, the Borg uh, boss at the end of uh, the Red Alerts, that was something like, well, that's brand new. Uh, we should probably run that past them. Uh, so for the most part, they give us a little bit of freedom, but we do have to check in fairly regularly, and we definitely have to get things approved that might be might be considered a little little close to going off canon. Now, I just actually recently, uh, just today, I read an article on uh, Airlock Alpha about the difference between Paramount and CBS, how Paramount has the film and CBS has a television. Uh, just to clear it for everybody, you guys, uh, you guys talk with CBS, right? Not Paramount, or is it Paramount? We talk with CBS okay. uh, about everything that they're doing. We have the rights to the movies and the shows except for the animated series. Just like, just like you see in the – I believe it's in the Foundry, uh, the Foundry requirements of what, of what kind of topics you're allowed to go over. Okay, great. This one comes from Midnight Shadow 7 who asks, in previous interviews with Stowe staff, it's been mentioned about Cryptic trying to find a way to test things like ships without being bombarded with people complaining – uh, that things are aren't to their own liking is has there any been has there been any progress on this? We've been talking about this a lot internally. The best way to get ships out there and get them tested in a in a clear manner that kind of cuts the noise uh, signal to noise ratio. Um, we're still working on fine tuning what we're what we're planning, but we are definitely thinking about finding a way to get ships into test for players sooner, um, if at all. So that way they can kind of find some of those bugs that that our QA. Uh, may not find or we may not even think of wonderful our next question from joy b will there be any testing rewards for those who are testing season six on triple i now i know that uh brandon just announced something can you go over that a little bit 
Absolutely. So yeah, I guess it's just announced. So I, I think I can talk about it. Uh, we're going to be there's going to be two rewards. Um, if you test uh, this coming weekend, uh, this Saturday, Sunday, or early Monday, uh, you can earn a fleet triple. Is what we're calling it. Um, if you pet this triple, uh, every hour that you pet this triple, you get one fleet mark, uh, and it also gives uh, some sort of some sort of buff against. I believe it was uh, confusion. Uh, so if you play test for one hour, that's what you get. Um, and then we have a brand new piece of content coming to Tribble this weekend called the Tholian Invasion. It's similar to the Borg Invasion, except it's available all the time. Uh, and if you go on the Tholian Invasion map and complete any mission there, you will get a uh, duty officer. It's a Breen duty officer. Uh, Vaughn the Terrible, I believe his name is. And because Breen are very cold and Tholians are very hot, he gives you a damage boost against all Tholians. Ang, Ang the Vicious. Ang the Vicious. There it is. We went through a bunch of names, so I wasn't sure which one we landed on. <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah, so those are both pretty fun. And, uh, I mean, you should want to play more than one mission in the Tholian Invasion because it's an awesome map. And you get to see the new Tholian ground critters. Yes. Wicked, wicked beasts. Love them. The, uh, I have to say, the, the concept art for the Tholians that you guys posted on the, the recent dev blog is fantastic. Yeah, they look uh, they look awesome. I didn't even know was it concept art or was it actual in game art? It looked concept to me. It didn't look in game yet. Okay, well we have them in game and they're very cool. They're unlike any other critter we've done. They're partially transparent and it's it's very cool. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that uh, that design? How difficult was it to create a, a six legged creature in game? Or does Cryptic have so much experience with <laughs> creatures that it was okay and easy? It was actually very difficult. <laughs> Um, you may have seen oh, a while ago, uh, we had Stoked come through here. Sorry about talking about a competitor. Um, and they had some videos of us working on things. They just went by everyone's desk. And Steve Stacier, animator, he showed him, he showed, you know, some stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, look at this little crazy guy on a little six legged rig. Um, that was some of our first steps at making the Tholians work. And that was some time ago. That was, you know, six or eight months ago. So it took about three or four solid, solid months of animation work and character work to get those, to get them working, to figure out how their gait would be and how to make them attack and what kind of attacks they would have. Um, it was incredible. Just figuring out the math for Tholian webs and how these creatures were going to go. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, I mean, you guys have been playing with the space critters now if you're playing, if you happen to get lucky and come across them in any of the uh, triple test maps. But yeah, I mean, the amount of work that, uh, Jeremy Randall had to do to make the Tholian uh, space and ground critter group uh, was just staggering, especially with all the specific powers that they had um, on top of all of the groundwork that we had to do just to make them walk around and fight and move and, and get that looking right. Like making that the crystal body, the crystal carapace kind of see through and really look like it did on enterprise instead of just, you know, being flat crystal that you can't really see through. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, we're very excited for you guys to check it out because they do a lot of, weird creepy things they just every time we see them do something new it just looks weird and alien they're probably the most alien group we've made because they're shooting webs and pulling you towards them and stomping on you and doing all this weird stuff they're they're really cool critter group well let's hit up uh, our next one from robert w who uh wants to know a couple things are we going to see any new ships added to the borg like the borg diamond well we do have a borg diamond you guys just haven't seen it yet but you can know that it's in the works and hopefully we can get it to you uh, soon, in quotey fingers. Awesome. Okay, and then he uh, he'd also like to know: Are the Zindi and uh, uh, are the six race ever going to be playable? 
We uh, we always look at adding more playable races. Um, it just depends. If we get to a point where it's, we want to have a Zindi storyline, like, you know what, it'd be really awesome for players to play as a Zindi, then yeah, that's something we can do. It's definitely not written out. We're not saying no to the Zindi, but just yeah. not right now. Very cool, very cool. We've got Paul D. asking, will things such as EDC, Salvage, Lobby Crystals become account-bound with Season 6, or are these still in the maybe pile? We had a lot of meetings where we went over um, different things we could put that could be account shared, and we found too many exploits with all three of those. Uh, because we're free to play now, you could make unlimited characters and kind of take advantage of promotions and, and different kind of sharings in ways that we felt may have been far too exploitable. Uh, so I think those are in the no pile right now, unfortunately. I see, I see. Okay. That makes sense. Um, you know, at least for now, as, as things are, I could see that. Yeah, we could definitely reevaluate later, but for now, we found just just off the top of our heads too many exploits, and you players are far too creative for us to let that stuff go. Can I follow up with a quick account question? Sure. Um, speaking of accounts, and uh, recently with the uh, the perk for lifetimers, has there been any further discussion in terms of the feedback received for um, for that lifetime perk in Neverwinter? So, uh, so there's if you're a lifetime subscriber. You have uh, access to the close bait, I believe, of Neverwinter. Um, yep. Based on the feedback, for, and this is for only for lifetime members, uh, based on the feedback, has there been any further discussion on what, uh, what to add to lifetime perks or what to take away or modify? Uh, well, we, I mean, we have planned out what's coming up for the 1,000. You guys are aware of that. But, uh, I mean, through the 1,000, we, we don't have any more modifications to it very much. We have some promotional ideas, but for now, no extra items or additional incentives. Thank you. All right. Our next one is from Delcy. Uh, wants to know how about an off-duty uniform slot for our boss? Uh, yeah, we could potentially do that. Uh, it's something that our software programmer uh, tends to cry about because it's just that much more costume data to store on a player. Um, so if you have 20 extra bridge officers and they all have an extra costume slot, that's a lot more data on your characters. Um, and as it stands right now, Star Trek characters are usually three to four times larger than most characters, like database storage-wise, most characters you'd find on any other cryptic game and possibly any other MMO. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Idea, though. So, yeah, I'm, if that's manageable at some point, that'd be great. Yes, it's definitely something that uh, the character team is begging for because they spend a lot of time making these really cool costumes for you guys and they want to see them everywhere. So do you know what season eight will be about uh, hint exploration revamp or any kind of hint? I know exactly what season eight will be about and season seven. Um, and I will not tell you any hints. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> no, and things can change and all that. So things it's, it's change. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that story. Uh, well, I got this one. So how much of season six is pretty much uh, wrapped up? And is there, can you, you know, hint us at a, at a date? Maybe, you know, something close, roundabout? Uh, yeah, very soon. Okay. Very soon. I would, be, I, would be, I would go so far as to say the month of July. All right. Okay. okay. But I won't give any more details than that. But very soon. Okay. All right. We've got uh, JR asking. Captain Gecko stated last week that there was a new version of the fleet base system that is still in-house. Any idea when we might see the newer version come to Tribble so we can test it out and help you guys work out the bugs? So a lot of the newness, we have some newer UI, which some of it reached Tribble with the push we made yesterday. 
Um, it just kind of cleaned up what guild leaders see. The uh, projects were kind of kind of cluttered and they were hard to separate, and the and the projects um, themselves were hard to read. Uh, so we cleaned those up. Uh, we've also done some economy adjustments based on um, how how incredibly dedicated a lot of our players are and how they're kind of uh, running through the system. So we've made some economy updates, and some of those went live yesterday, and we'll have more going live um, in the next triple push. Um, but when you come on for the test weekend, aside from any bugs, it'll be pretty close to what's uh, to what'll be going live. So you guys can just keep testing it then, and you'll you'll see it pretty much in that finished state with all the updates we plan on making. Very nice. So here's uh, some we got from Twitter. Uh, Captain Revo asks, are there any veteran rewards planned past 1,000 days, or could there be a new scheme for long-term bets? Well, Captain Revo is one of my favorite Foundry authors, so I'll be happy to answer his question. Um, unfortunately, I'll probably disappoint him. So currently, there are no plans past 1,000 day. Uh, we may start a new incentive program, or we may decide to extend it, but as it stands right now, um, it's at the 1,000 day, it will conclude the, uh, the veteran program for STO. Oh, okay. can you talk to us a little bit about that? Why, why the decision to end it at a thousand? It's a nice round number and it's just a long period of time. Uh, we're not sure how much of incentive it incentivizes players to, to pick up lifetimes when a thousand days is, uh, is so far away from now, even though it's so close to people that came in at launch. Sure. Right. Sure. You know, maybe that's something they can, uh, discuss on the forums and, and share their, everybody, you know, everyone can, uh, share their thoughts on it. Uh, what they'd like or wouldn't like yeah we have we currently have a, a little plan that we're thinking about doing that might incentivize it but uh keeping that under wraps for now at clark apps asks i'd like to ask whether we're going to see the stf borg arc tied up with gozer leaving i.e into the hive we definitely want to get into the hive out to players um it's something that we uh, have gozer kind of writing us some notes about and something that we're hoping to get to uh, in the near-term future, not uh, not too terribly far out, but not definitely not like season six close. But uh, it's something we definitely want to get out to uh, to the players because the plans for it are very cool, and so we want everyone to experience it. Cool, yeah. Uh, I know everyone's uh, asking about the hive. Cool. So at the Sea Cat wants to know if there's any plans to drop the KDF missions down a few levels soon. They're at level 38 and haven't completed the Fakiri missions yet. Well, I mean, the Fakiri missions are still there, um, and they're very cool, so we kind of put them a little higher up. Um, the goal, you know, is to hopefully be able to eventually make some content that fills in the lower levels, and then we can talk about moving stuff around. But in their current iteration, um, I think they're going to stay, they're probably going to stay where they're at unless we find a problem with them. Now, now I know some people are confused because they they see, well, you, you don't really start your KDF character until, like, level 21. Um and so there's some confusion as to uh, what type of development are they, are they even talking about. This is, it's just some banter going back and forth in the forums uh, that maybe you could clarify. Uh, and I be, if I remember right, Dan Stahl had said that um, you were going to be concentrating more on, uh, with it comes to content anyway, towards the, the higher level. Um, a lot of the KDF players are higher level. Um, and then there's, you know... Uh, bugs and, and little fixes and other things that could go into the lower level missions. But maybe there's some clarity you can give on, you know, since characters start kind of high anyway, what's there to really be done? Yeah, I mean, 
again, if we if we do featured series again or more episodes, that can always get kind of shuffled into the to the order. But it's true we are focusing on higher level content because we're we notice that there's so many players up there that you know we want to get end game in there for them. And this and this uh, fleet star based system is a first stab at that at focusing on the at the higher end player. Um, so we're going to continue to do that, but if we have an opportunity to make missions, lower level missions or missions that kind of that can slide in anywhere, um, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely try and do that. We have uh, actually Alex Calderwood would like to ask you a, a personal question uh, related to Stowe, of course. If you could have anyone from Star Trek come on for a voiceover session, who would it be? Oh, that's an easy question. That would be Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Too iconic. He's great in American Dad. He's doing a lot of commercials. He's making the rounds. We got to get him in here so we can make an uh, answering machine for my uh, message from my phone. And he just seems—he seems great. He seems really cool. I'd love to—I'd love to meet him. And it'd be—he's got a very iconic voice on top of his great performance in Star Trek. So that would be great. Totally, yeah. No, you know, Alex also, he's a big fan of Kate Mulgrew. So he's wondering, um, is—is is that someone that you could get, Kate Mulgrew? Um. Maybe I don't know if she has any, you know, major stipulations. But if we can, if we can get in contact with CBS or get in contact with their agents, I don't, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we could get anybody. But uh, yeah, it's not, it's not always easy. Sure, sure. Well, very cool. Thank you. So there's been discussion on the forums that uh, the interiors of these Fleet Star bases are looking kind of bland. Is there uh, any update on it? Yeah. So we have. Um, the goal is to have featured unlocks. You'll notice that special section that has kind of expensive projects that don't really have huge payout, but it allows people in fleets to get fleet credit if you have larger fleets. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to have uh, different parts of that starbase be unlockable through the project system. Uh, you just, just like any other project, you go through, you make donations, and once you finish the donation, you unlock things like a fancy bar or in the Klingon starbase, more stuff for the hunting lodge. Like pictures of the hunting lodge were released. Uh, a few weeks ago by Brandon, but if you go to the Hunting Lodge now in the Klingon Starbase, there's nothing there. So um, we're going to be releasing those through the project system, and the fleet can run the project, and if they complete it on time, then they can get, the, uh, they can get those different objects to fill out, their, fill out their Starbase interior. Have there been any other features added that uh, players aren't necessarily completely aware of yet that um, you want them to be? Um... Or that you haven't uh, heard buzz about that you wish there was buzz about? Well, I mean, all the content everyone was checking out, and that was our that was our big thing, making sure all that was pretty fun. We're getting a lot of good con- uh, feedback on that. We're getting a lot of good feedback on the boards from the uh, from the fleet system. There are some concerns about the economy itself, and there were some some software bugs that were causing like twenty times the amount of fleet credit to be granted. So people are are worried that they have so much fleet credit but nothing to spend it on, but they just it's it's bugged, so they have too much. Um, so the economy will be far more imbalanced um, if you either start a new fleet with the next patch or uh, when it goes to holodeck. We've we've definitely addressed those issues. Uh, you had mentioned earlier that uh, you noticed people were kind of flying through the fleet progression. Um, can you comment a little bit about that, like what was going on and what you guys did to remedy it? Oh, I don't think they're flying through, but it, it seemed like the, the values uh, may have been a little too low for fleets of even moderate sizes. Uh, single players are filling them up too quickly. So we increased the, the cost, uh, an amount that we felt was fair, but uh, you know, didn't, wasn't too painful, but was fair enough that it allowed more players a chance to contribute. Um, to each project on the lower tiers. I want to ask a quick question about um, boffs. Uh, uh, when the boff 
system was first introduced, uh, everybody was crying for some kind of an app, a mobile app that allowed you to um, to check in on your DOFs or do some missions and trigger them on. Has there been – is that still on the table at all? Have you guys kind of – what's the status of it? So that is, uh, that is definitely on the table. And uh, we're doing a little we're doing a little legwork right now on some on some lighter systems that don't don't involve the DOF system, but that's definitely something that's on the horizon. I wouldn't say terribly soon, but we are actively working towards it at Cryptic to get uh, web and mobile integration uh, into into our games. Which team is working on that? If you don't mind my asking, we have a we have a core team that's working on that. Um, we have we have a UI team member that's helping like make the UI on Star Trek. That's a Star Trek team member. Um, but other than that, actually setting it up is off team. So it's not, you're not losing Star Trek online, you know, programmer resources uh, to make this mobile app. We have an internal uh, team that is dedicated to that. That's just at Cryptic Studios. Now, but they're doing it for the entire, for the entire, um, all the projects that are at Cryptic right now. Star Trek first. Oh, so, oh wow. Nice. Wow. That's good to hear. Fantastic. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we'll leave it open to you. Is there anything that uh, you'd like to share with the audience? Any uh, special messages that you'd like to leave the community with? Well, I, I'm very excited for Season 6. We've been working on this for a long, long time. I mean, I remember when Free-to-Play launched, and it wasn't that exciting because we were, we were raring and going on Season 6. So a lot of work and a lot of effort went into you know putting this fleet system together and making all this content. And we've done more playtests than I can count on all of that stuff. And the Tholian Invasion... That map took a long time. The Critter Group took a long time. There's a lot coming to fruition here for Season 6. And then it seems like everyone's liking it, but I look forward to a lot of people coming in and playing it and giving us their feedback and hoping that they really enjoy it uh, when it goes live uh, sometime this month. This question is it's just a quickie. It comes from Dang, one of the players, who was talking with our executive producer about the fighter count for carriers and was wondering if you knew anything about that. Um, as in, like, increasing or reducing the fighter count? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing so, yeah. Okay, well, currently we're, we're going to keep it the same. We feel like, um, we, I mean, we've already reduced it before because it was too spammy. We used to be able to have, uh, I think it was 18 fighters out at once, and we reduced the number of fighters but increased their potency. So that way um, that way you didn't lose it. You know, people weren't nerfed. It was just the numbers of fighters out there. Um, we recently added on Tribble, if anyone had noticed, um, the UI, the little reticles that are on uh, fighters and mines, uh, things like that are off by default and you can turn them back on, but it increases performance and reduces the spam. A lot of people in PVP would dump a bunch of mines and a bunch of, of, uh, carrier pets. And it'd be tough to actually, if you're a clicker or even tab targeting tab target, the, the proper target. So okay. uh, that, that's the biggest change we've made to uh, carrier pets recently. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you. No problem. I think that about wraps it up. Anything else you'd like to leave us with? Uh no, I think I think I said everything I, I could say. Awesome. Uh, thanks for the interview. It's uh it's pretty good. It was a good it was a fun time. Good. I'm go- thank you so much for stopping by. Oh, no uh, we really need to have you on more often, that's for sure. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> we'll talk more season seven and season eight as they come along. Okay. But again, thank you so, so much for stopping by and uh we hope to talk to you again. Great. Actually I have one last question. Oh, go ahead. All right, this is something I asked someone else, and it's a big debate here on the STO team. All right. Which do you two prefer? The gooey center of a brownie, if you made a pan of brownies, or the crispy outer edge of the brownie? Ooh, I like, you know, you know what? I like the corners because you get both. Oh, no, I, 
a combination. I like kind of like the inner of the brownie where like you get the crispy top, but you get the, the, the kind of the, the smooth center. And especially when it's really warm. I mean, I'll eat the ex- the outside, like, like, like Elijah said, I'll eat that. That's cool too. Cause brownies are awesome. But, uh, I got to say, it's a combination. It's like when someone asks me, do you like Kirk or Picard? And I'm like, no, oh, it's a combination. No. Adrian is the closest. The correct answer is the gooey middle. Other people will disagree, but since I'm the only one here, that the correct answer is the gooey middle. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Now, now I know what to send you guys. Or now I know what to bring whenever I go visit out there, <laughs> which hopefully will be soon. Hopefully will be soon. Well, again, thank you so much for stopping by. No problem. No problem. Thanks for having me. Take care. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. And our first piece of feedback comes from PriorityOnePodcast.com. Becky Travis says, Hey, Priority One, how can I subscribe to the new link in iTunes? The old one doesn't work, and when I search for the Priority One, all I see is the old one. New episodes, no new episodes for me since June 11th. Boo. Brownie face. Help, please. So, we've been talking about the RSS feeds for quite some time now. That's right. If you subscribed to iTunes uh, via the Quantum Cafe, uh, that RSS feed has not been updated for quite some time. So, be sure to point your feeds to uh, to the ones you can easily find on the website. Uh, it's very long, and nobody, let's face it, nobody's going to actually type it in right now as I read it. I'm going to go too fast. But what you can do is go to PriorityOnePodcast.com, uh, and we have links plastered all over the place for the RSS feed. So again, that's PriorityOnePodcast.com. Shinsei says, James is back from Bajor. Does that mean he'll be focusing more on improving and running SSOG now that Season 6 is coming out? Yes. Yes, I am. I've, yeah, I've yeah. come back and thank God for my fleet staff officers. They're incredible. Of course, you guys all know Duke of Rock, Craig Rockery, um, who's just the best first officer ever. Um, of course, uh, uh, Vince Dang, who is just an incredible training officer, and he has been doing massive amounts of work to our website and adding forums, getting our new people to sign up to those forums and uh, writing up training articles and STF runs. Uh, I have a fantastic staff who has really been stepping it up even when I haven't been here. Um, but with with Season 6 coming, yeah, we, we've prepared a lot. We've, we've gathered tons of stuff and actually on twitter we've already been practicing on twitter with the fleet system we already have the first stage of our starbase built on twitter so um we're actually already practicing how to how to build our starbase and how to run that system as best we can and where to allocate our uh our funds so to speak to uh to achieve the most for the fleet the quickest so we're working on it i promise we're working on it all right our next piece of feedback comes from facebook from dale b wonderful show as always Again from Facebook, Jr. I like it. Can't wait to hear your who your mystery guest will be. Cool, awesome. You know, I I gotta say on the Stove Forum, we got some amazing feedback on uh, on on our our supplementals, and it was just an incredible amount of feedback. And and I I really liked reading all of it. There's a there's a whole bunch, so hopefully we can spotlight some of it soon. Um, but just wanted to give a shout out to say thank you to everybody on the Stowe Forum who uh, who sent us feedback in on those. So thank you. And our next piece of feedback comes from our email system, and it's from Sean Newboy, who says, "Great show, guys! Welcome back from the hinderlands to James. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. Uh, smack Elijah when you get a chance. I hope Adrienne <laughs> is back on the show soon, Adrienne. Yeah, not yet, not yet. 
<laughs> Yay, she's, thanks, she's I'm here glad in, in mind, but not truly body. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Yay. And glad to be. <laughs> We've all seen the episode Spock's brain. This is Adrienne's brain. <laughs> on drugs. Wait. <laughs> I would be afraid to see your mind on drugs. <laughs> Me too. That's why I don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. Right. And a Trollador says, nice episode, just got home from work and listened to it. The new music is cool, though I like the other. Where was Adrian? She makes a show for both of you. Oh, dang, there's some, some hardcore feedback ouch, there. Ouch. Wow. Well, first of all, like, to address the music, heck yeah, it's cool. Um, that's cool they like the other one, too. I like the other one as well. Um, I, I think Chris Watts did a amazing job. I cannot even say how amazing it is for our theme music. And a big thank you to him. Um, and then, as far as uh, where I went and that I made the show for both of you guys, I don't know what to say, Atralador. Thank you. And the check I, is I in the mail that she promised the show, you. But wow, what do I say to that? Mm, what do you guys think? Tell, tell her that the check. Tell him that the check is in the mail that you promised him for making that comment. That's what oh, I say. Yeah. Don't yeah, forget that's... to submit your feedback to incoming <laughs> at priorityonepodcast.com or by visiting priorityonepodcast.com submitting comments or submitting through our handy dandy form form yeah form yeah, whatever that's what, all i have to what? say about that <laughs> you might have said it right if you're really feeling me but you know because i make the show so <laughs> well that wraps up episode 88 don't forget to join us on live stream every thursday evening around 5 pdt check us out on twitter via at priority one for the show times as always, we have an amazing crowd joining us every Thursday. This show would not be what it is without them. So to everyone in the live stream, thank you. Keep an eye open for Alex Calderwood's Priority One comics on our brand new website, PriorityOnePodcast.com and Facebook. While you eagerly await ARC 2 adventures, be sure to catch up with the comics via our website. Uh, that hasn't quite happened yet. I am in the works of uh, putting in a great comic plugin so stay tuned for that as always we are looking for your suggestions and ideas suggestions like less elijah and ideas like hey let's not forget james on a planet in the future for blank of the week field notes and general show improvements and additions you can submit your ideas and questions with our online form to the new priority one website www.priorityonepodcast.com or via email to incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. We also have Facebook and or Twitter. Don't forget, guys, if we read your ideas on the show, Cryptic does listen. Yes, they, they do. do. They stalk us. We talk to the dev. We whisper. We're ghost dirty whispers. Little ideas dev whispers. In their ears. We're dev whisperers. Dev That's whispers. Mm, it's true. It's so true. James just mentioned Facebook. That's right. We are on Facebook. So head over to facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast and say hi to have your foundry missions featured on the show send in the name of your mission a brief description and your at handle to incoming at priority one podcast.com or use our online submission form at our new website www.priorityonepodcast.com we will personally test out your mission and review it on the air and if you'd like to join us for a playthrough please let us know otherwise we'll just go ahead and and, and do our thing and we will share the goods with the world we have some great submissions that we've gotten and we are going to be spotlighting the first of those very soon so keep your ears open and adrian loves to share her goods and things so 
We would like to thank guest Stowe producer Stephen Rakosa, a.k.a. The Salami Inferno. Sorry I couldn't make it for the interview, Stephen, but uh, I'll catch you next time. Our executive producer, Elliot Tan. Our production assistant and artist, Alex Calderwood. Our audio engineer and three-way host, Adrian Grady. The composer of our new theme in amazing music, Chris Watts. Special thanks to our sponsors, Geek Nation Tours, our syndication partners, Subspace Radio, Trek Radio, and the Hollow Suite Magazine. And of course, all of you in the Stoke community, all of our fabulous listeners, and all of our great fans in the live chat room who hang with us every week for this. Uh, without you guys, none of this would be worth anything. So thank you so much for listening, and keep tuning in. Word. I'll see you in Vegas. Woo! It's that time. It is. Indeed. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. Engage. Feedback in three, a two, a one. And our first, <laughs> our first piece of feedback is someone said, "Don't sound like you're having a heart attack, Elijah." This is Elijah, and this is a test. This, this is, is James, me. and I cut off Adrian. <laughs> this is Elijah, and this is a test. Uh, Mom's th- a test. <laughs> this is Elijah, and this is a test. <laughs> He's just gonna keep doing it until we do yep. it right. So I, this I'm is a, this is Elijah, and this is a test. This is Adrian. This is a test. You know, I'm fine with you going first, James, by the way. Go go ahead. This is Elijah, and this is a test. This is James, and this is a test. And for our next piece of news, we have the guest blog special. All right, stop, 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 stop. (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. Start again. No, no, no. I hate when I misplace that. That's the problem with being a spy. We hide everything. Do you want me to redo that? No, no, no. no, I think it'll be okay. It's okay. Okay. Um, I I can make it hot. (laughs) Elliot's like God. His little hand swoops down from the heavens and (laughs) smacks you when you forget something. Oh my gosh, that's like the Zelda hand. Like when you're in the dungeon and you like stay still for too long and then that hand comes and like smacks you and like brings you back to the beginning. Exactly. I hate that hand. Do not mistake me for a conjurer of tricks, Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, this is Stone News, James's parts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Transwarp gates. Where we're going, we don't need transwarp gates. <laughs> My mom has a transwarp gate. <laughs> All right, so this is feedback in three. James. Absolutely.